from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Ladies and gentlemen, to the debut edition of the Raw vs. SmackDown podcast. This is all a part of the Fight for Wednesday Night podcast family here on this channel. Before we get into the show, thank you so much for all our subscribers. Thank you for everyone who followed along. Follow us on Instagram at Fight for Wednesday Night. If you don't already know, this podcast, we're going to take a dive into history all the way back to 2002. The battle for brand supremacy, Raw vs. SmackDown. We're going to talk about the initial draft. We're going to go all the way back, and we're going to discuss Raw vs. SmackDown on a week-to-week basis all the way into the modern era. So, let's get into the show, and let's take it all the way back to March 25th, 2002. This was the date of the initial draft. It was announced the week before that Raw and SmackDown will be splitting. It is no longer going to be one roster. They're going to have two unique rosters. Linda McMahon, the CEO of WWE, announced that now that the co-ownership of the WWE is 50% Ric Flair, 50% Vince McMahon, Ric Flair would be in charge of Monday Night Raw and Vince McMahon would be in charge of Thursday Night SmackDown at the time on UPN. So this show, this historic episode of Monday Night Raw started with Linda McMahon addressing the roster. She let the roster know that there's going to be 10 draft picks live for each brand on air and then there's going to be a lottery system afterwards I guess on WWE.com and yeah so let's just get into how good the show was first of all the opening matchup we got Taz versus Mr. Perfect like that took me by surprise like I remember this era being so full of talent but yo like these are dream matches that they're just throwing out on a Monday Night Raw opening matchup. Mr. Perfect and Taz? Come on, it's insane. Taz wins the match. He chokes out Mr. Perfect. Pretty good short matchup. Like I said, it was really cool to see both these stars in the ring. Both of them past their prime, but still awesome to see. The first pick of the night goes to Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon chooses The Rock. The Rock comes out. He cuts a promo on Vince. They're going back and forth. Like I said... This error was phenomenal, man. I love the Ruthless Aggression error. The crowd was hot. The Rock was at his peak when it comes to on the mic and in the ring. 
Vince McMahon at this time was still such a good heel character. This was just awesome to see. The first couple minutes of Raw, we already have Mr. Perfect, Taz, The Rock, McMahon, Linda, Ric Flair. It's insane. It's really insane. So, SmackDown picks The Rock. Ric Flair comes out for his first pick. He picks The Undertaker. Really awesome. Another thing that's really great about this era was the fact that there was so much mainstream music a part of this. Like Hulk, Hulk Hogan. We'll get to him in a second. But The Undertaker coming out to Limp Bizkit's Keep Rolling. The opening themes. Like, this... Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But anyway, yeah. So, Ric Flair picks The Undertaker. This is coming off of The Undertaker versus Ric Flair match at WrestleMania 18. So, Undertaker was a little surprised why Ric Flair would pick him after Undertaker beat his ass at WrestleMania. But, I mean, Ric Flair wanted to have the best roster on Raw. And who better than the godfather of WWE, The Undertaker. Back to the awesome themes and mainstream music. I almost forgot about this. Edge is out now, and Edge came out to Rob Zombie's Never Gonna Stop Me. I totally forgot that this was one of Edge's theme songs, especially at this time. And just to show how stacked this roster is, Edge is teaming up with Diamond Dallas Page, and they're going against Christian and Booker T. What a tag match. Christian and Booker T win. Pretty decent matchup. I enjoyed it. Just because of all the names here. Like, this is still very nostalgic for me. So, seeing this and seeing all these names in one show. Especially now that I'm also going back in time and watching Nitro and the WWF Raw Monday Night War. This is like a fast forward into what happens in the future when WCW goes out of business. And a lot of these top guys from WCW end up on WWE television. And it's basically the dream matches that a lot of people were, were expecting. No, it actually, it wasn't the dream matches that a lot of people were expecting, but it was still cool to see that a lot of these wrestlers from WCW ended up on WWE television. So that's always cool to see. Kurt Angle is in Vince McMahon's office. Kurt Angle all night played a great, great comedic heel. Vince McMahon ass kisser, trying to get in Vince's ear, asking Vince why wasn't he the first pick? Why would you pick The Rock? And then Vince is taking advice from Kurt Angle on who to pick for his future picks. So... Vince McMahon then chooses Kurt Angle as his second pick. When Vince McMahon was telling Kurt that he could wait on Kurt, all he knows is he wants to make sure that he gets the NWO because at this time the NWO was in the WWE. And Vince McMahon bought in the NWO. And Kurt Angle said, oh, why would Ric Flair want the NWO? He's not going to pick the NWO. Which we all know what happens. Ric Flair then, his next pick is the NWO. So Vince is furious at Kurt. He gets mad at Kurt. He says, I could have waited on you. Kurt says that there's a wrestler that is ready to make a comeback. He's in great shape. He's ready to be back on WWE television. And he persuades Vince McMahon to choose this athlete. And this superstar is Chris Benoit. So, right now we have The Rock, Kurt Angle, Benoit for SmackDown. And for Raw, we have The Undertaker and the NWO. And then... After NWO confronts Ric Flair, Flair picks Kane. So now we're, like, both these rosters, like I said, insane talent, insane star power. I can't, like, to go back now and watch all these stars on one show, it's just baffling how many Hall of Famers was on a regular basis at this time. So, 
We have a Trish Stratus versus Ivory match. Pretty good match. Vince McMahon's next pick was Hulk Hogan. Great to see Hogan here. Raw picks Rob Van Dam. Backstage, we get a promo with Hogan and The Rock. This is fresh off their classic at WrestleMania 18. They're a team. They say, hey, since this is their last Raw in a while, let's go. Let's have a tag match. Let's face the NWO because the prior week they showed that the NWO attacked Hogan and The Rock on SmackDown. So we have Hogan and The Rock versus Hall, Nash, and X-Pac. And this is just randomly thrown on the show. Like I said, the amount of star power on this freaking show is insane. You have Hulk Hogan and The Rock teaming up against Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac. And this is not even the main event. This is just a match on the show. Think about that for a second. How many legends, how many Hall of Famers? Everyone there is in the Hall of Fame. That match comes up next. Really enjoyed this matchup. Just for all the star power in it. Great to see Hogan. I know the WWE Network blocked out, but... Blocked out his theme song, but it was cool at this time. Hulk Hogan was coming out to Jimi Hendrix's Voodoo Child. Miss McMahon confronts Ric Flair backstage. Raw gets Booker T. SmackDown gets Edge. Raw takes the big show. SmackDown takes Rikishi. They're going back and forth with picks here. The one thing that was really crazy to see, and I totally forgot it happened at this time, was Raw took Bubba Ray Dudley. And Ric Flair may have known that he wanted the best tag team on Raw. So out of spite, Vince McMahon chooses Devon for his roster. Which was crazy to see them break up. We're supposed to get a matchup between Rikishi and William Regal. But a young debuting Brock Lesnar comes out and attacks Rikishi. Gives Rikishi a big F5, which was impressive at the time. And it's another... And then Vince McMahon picks Brock Lesnar for SmackDown. Like I said, this is another... Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply example of how deep this roster was they one i've got to say that they mentioned that the free agency of stone cold steve austin is 
a factor here where Stone Cold gets to decide whether he wants to be on Raw or SmackDown. Once again, you have Hogan, The Rock. You have Ric Flair. You have Triple H, Chris Jericho. You have talent debuting and on the rise like Brock Lesnar. You have The Undertaker. It's not too far after this that we see the debut of Randy Orton and John Cena and Batista. This is the greatest error in professional wrestling, in my opinion. To have all this talent on one roster. Insane. RVD versus Kurt Angle ends in a DQ. Edge attacks Kurt Angle. The last couple picks of the show before we get to the main event. Vince McMahon picks Brock Lesnar, but Ric Flair says that it wasn't Vince's turn to pick. So Flair picks Brock Lesnar instead. So Lesnar's coming to Raw. Vince picks Mark Henry. Flair picks William Regal. Vince picks Maven. And Ric Flair picks Lita as the first diva to go in the draft here. We get a match between Rob Van Dam and Kurt Angle. DQ finish. Edge comes out. He attacks Kurt Angle. This is setting up their feud on SmackDown. The main event of this show was a rematch from WrestleMania 18 with the twist. It's Triple H versus Chris Jericho versus Stephanie McMahon. And if Stephanie McMahon is pinned, then she is fired from the WWE. If she wins, she's the very first female WWE champion. This match was just there for me. (laughs) It was a fun main event, though. Triple H pins Stephanie. Stephanie is fired from the WWE. We end the show with Stephanie being na 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 from the crowd. And she is getting pulled out by security. She's now gone from the WWE. So that was the draft for Raw. It was the first Raw of this era where we are dividing the two uh, shows and making them their own brand with Raw and SmackDown. They did announce that the people that were drafted from Raw or the people that are drafted from Raw were going to show up on SmackDown the following Thursday and they were going to be there for the last time and then next week is going to be when we get the definitive different rosters. So let's get to SmackDown. SmackDown happened on March 28, 2002. The intro video, well, the intro to the show, Marilyn Manson, the same intro that you heard on the intro of this podcast phenomenal like I said so much mainstream rock music at the time are integrated in this show and it felt real ECW like where you had so much mainstream pop music and you add it to the wrestling show it's not Jim Johnson originals and nothing wrong with Jim Johnson's originals like those are classic but there's a different feel when you have a song that shows up on the radio and also you'll see your favorite wrestler come out to but yeah so Marilyn Manson opens up the show pretty awesome the first match of the night, Booker T versus Diamond Dallas Page. Real WCW-like. <laughs> but before we get into the match, Brock Lesnar comes out and he ad- he attacks Diamond Dallas Page. So now Brock has made a statement. He attacks Rikishi on Raw. He attacks DDP. He hits DDP with the F5. That's how we end it. Kurt Angle comes out. He cuts a promo. He wants to have a moment of silence for Stephanie. Vince McMahon comes out. Vince slanders Triple H for having... Put his hands on Stephanie and fire, getting Stephanie fired from the WWE. Ric Flair comes out. Well, Triple H comes out. He confronts Vince McMahon. Triple H is not having any Vince's crap. He wants Vince tonight. He wants Kurt Angle tonight. Kurt Angle wants to fight Triple H. Ric Flair comes out. He says, since this is his last night on SmackDown, let's have a tag match. Ric Flair and Triple H versus Vince McMahon and Kurt Angle. Like I said... 
I don't want to keep repeating myself, but God, the star power of these shows. Like, that is the main event. <clears throat> Triple H and Ric Flair versus Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon. Think about that. That was a regular match. If you put that match on today, it will be WrestleMania caliber Hall of Fame guys in there. It's going to be a big deal. This was a regular occurrence back in this time. We have a Dudley Boys promo. The Dudleys are going for the tag team titles tonight. If they win the titles, they stay together. If they lose the titles, they have to break up. They're going against Billy and Chuck. Billy and Chuck get the win. The Dudley Boys split. This is where we get Bubba Ray on Raw and Reverend Devon on SmackDown. APA is backstage. They said that they're going to have one last call because they're getting split up as well. So they're having a party. They invite everybody over to the party. Matt Hardy and Lita cut a promo. Jericho interrupts. He attacks Matt Hardy. For some reason, Matt Hardy called him a has-been at this time. Mind you, this is 2002. Jericho's feuding with Matt Hardy. And in 2020 on AEW, Jericho's still feuding with Matt Hardy. Like, But the thing that got me was, how is Jericho a has-been back in 2002? Jericho was in the prime of his career. He was just the first universal, no universal, the first undisputed champion. I don't know how he was considered a has-been. But yeah, he attacks Matt Hardy. Hulk Hogan and The Rock, they're teaming up with Kane tonight. They're going against the NWO. This is where you get that famous promo where Hogan is telling The Rock he doesn't know if he could trust Kane. He's asking The Rock, is he trustworthy? And then Kane shows up. He cuts a promo using Hulk Hogan and The Rock's famous catchphrases. It's all over YouTube. It's easy to find. This is where that promo is from. We get Chris Jericho versus Matt Hardy. Jericho gets the win. And then afterwards, he attacks Lita. He puts Lita in the walls of Jericho. We get RVD versus Test. Random matchup here. RVD wins. We get the hardcore title match between Raven and Maven. The, the rhyming of the names here. Tommy Dreamer actually came out here and actually helped Raven win the match. Which I thought was very surprising. If you know their feud in ECW, Tommy Dreamer and Raven are bitter enemies. But Dreamer helps Raven win the match. Which also means the hardcore title is coming to Raw. Vince only drafted Maven because he was the hardcore champion at the time. And he was bringing the whole hardcore champion and division to SmackDown to make it unique to SmackDown. But since Raven was drafted to Raw and he beat Maven for the title here, the hardcore title along with Raven and the whole hardcore division and concept is now going to be unique to Raw. Which was very interesting that they went that route there. Main event time. Well... Oh, I, I, I skipped, by the way, that NWO versus Hogan Rock and Kane match, by the way. That was a really good matchup. Really cool to see them uh, all in the ring again. This was a rematch from Raw, but you add Kane to the mix. Hogan, Rock, and Kane get the victory. Pretty good matchup. The main event, McMahon and Angle versus Flair and Triple H. What a match this was. Just to, like I said, based on star power alone, Ric Flair was still, I guess, getting back into the ring for the first couple times. So he looked a little ring rusty here, but still Flair's Flair. He hits all the signatures, the woos, the chops, the figure four. Vince McMahon is Jack to the gills. You got Triple H in his prime, Kurt Angle in there, his prime in there. Just a really fun match to see. McMahon and Angle actually get the win thanks to Undertaker, who attacked Ric Flair during the match. So this is going to set up the feud on Raw between Taker and Flair, but also give McMahon and Angle a win on SmackDown. So that was the first week of the initial draft. Next week, we're going to actually talk about how these shows start taking shape with these unique rosters. But just based off these shows alone, 
I'm gonna go with Raw was my favorite show just because of how much the draft meant and how much the draft was actually a big part of that show. Plus, we got a world title match at the ending. So, Raw wins it out for me. But, gosh, like I said, some notes that I wrote down here, some takeaways from these shows was just the crazy star power on these shows. The roster was insane. The crowds were insane. They were all going nuts and bananas. And this is where you still had all the signs out. Great commentary. Great music. I said commentary. What the hell? Great commentary. Great music. Great everything. Like, I'm really going to have fun. And thank you for taking this journey with me as we go back in time. Can't wait for next week as we talk about the first Raw in the Ric Flair era and the first SmackDown in the Vince McMahon era. Don't forget to tune in on Monday. The fight for Monday night. We're going back in time. Raw versus Nitro on a week-to-week basis. This week is actually going to be week two. No, week three of Nitro. And... Raw was actually preempted, but there was a show on Thursday, so we are going to judge it on a Raw versus Nitro scale. So make sure you tune into that. Also, tune in Wednesday, every Wednesday, Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast, AEW versus NXT, all the latest from there. Follow us on Instagram, Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast. Thank you for all the support. Catch you Monday. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 